As cynical as I have become about this sport over the last decade and a half or so of being a fan and seeing all kinds of awful stuff from some of the biggest names in the fight game, every once in a while I get surprised and a moment jumps up out of nowhere and hits me right in the feels. Just makes my heart grow like the Grinch. And so today we're going to be looking at not the most wholesome overall, but something a bit different. These are the ones that spoke to me personally. Your mileage may vary, but I was surprised and touched by all of these. I'm Tommy from MMA On Point. A huge thanks to our biggest channel supporters. And our when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our Hall of Famers, and these are the most surprisingly wholesome MMA moments ever. Number 10, Colby Breaks Character. Full disclosure, I'm the president of the Colby Covington Haters Club, or at least I seem to be accused of it pretty regularly. And while it's true that I don't care for his antics, it is precisely because Covington is the way that he is that this moment is so wholesome. Colby and Kamaru Usman had one of the best and most intense rivalries in recent memory in the sport. Both fights were classics, and man, did things get ugly along the way. Now, I know some of you will be mad about the title of this entry, hey, Colby is not playing a character. That's fine if you believe that. But what happened after this second bout with Usman was still not his normal behavior, so it doesn't matter either way. Right after the final horn, the champ and Covington shook hands, and while it's hard to hear, Colby had all kinds of nice things to say, including... Oh, 25 minutes. This was then hilariously broken up by Dan Mergliata, who said, all right, go kiss later. It was just not what was expected. When you tell someone their dead coach is going to watch you lose from hell, it's kind of hard to think that you're going to respect that person. But to see those two after the battle have the embrace that they did, it was great. I'll admit it. It's my favorite Colby Covington moment. The only other thing that makes that guy break is Zhang Wei Li. He melts around her. Number nine, Carolina cries. Now, look, there are a lot of moments like this one in MMA. Carolina Kovalkovic is not the first fighter to ever break a losing streak, but it was how she expressed it along with a whole bunch of other things that make this one stand out to me. So as I go through the story, it's really about the journey of so many other fighters too. Kovalkovic was on a bad, bad run. Five losses in a row over the course of four years. The last two were particularly brutal. She required eye surgery after losing to Yan Xiaonan. It wasn't even clear if she'd be able to fight ever again. That was a year and a half layoff, and when she came back, she lost to Jessica Penne in the first round via armbar, and at that point thought about just retiring. But after some time away from the sport, she was offered a fight with Felice Herrig, and she knew this was it. It was win here or it's over. So she left her family behind in Poland to train at ATT. The result would be her first ever UFC finish, a second round rear naked choke. Carolina's emotional celebration afterwards, knowing the brutal road that got her to that moment, and everything that win had to mean to her, it's one of those things that reminds you just how human these fighters are. What makes this moment bittersweet too is the retirement of Felice Herrig right after the fight. One fighter's journey renewed while another's comes to an end. That's some circle of life shit and it messes me up every 
every time. Number 8. Crocop Sings The top comment on the YouTube video that this entry comes from was made a year ago even though the video was posted in 2011, and it says this never fails to put a smile on my face even after all these years. And you know what, Laundry9967? You couldn't have said it any better. This is just pure wholesomeness. Now, if you do enough digging or know Crocop well enough, you know that this stoic Terminator likes to goof and gaff. He's more fun than he seems, but largely our impression of Mirko is that he's colder than those Coca-Cola bears. The guy is one of the most terrifying forces the sport has ever produced. We do know that he has great tastes in music, though. I don't care what anybody says, Wild Boys is a banger. And so is California Dreamin' by the Mamas and the Papas, a song that Crocop knows every single word to, and we have that knowledge courtesy of Pat Berry, as the two took a cross-country road trip together back in 2011. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With Pat on backup vocals, Mirko nailed the lead, and you can tell he sang that song in the shower more than a few times. It's just good wholesome fun to see the human side of this absolute axe murderer in a carpool karaoke setting, no less. Number 7. Anik and DC Super Bros I know there are a lot of people who don't care for the commentary of Daniel Cormier. I'm looking at you, Dominic Cruz. But for me, DC is the John Madden of MMA. He has world-class knowledge, but he tries to keep it on the level of the fans, and he likes to play with the Telestrator. I think he works fantastic fantastically with John Anik. For my money, to take a phrase from John, they're the most enjoyable duo in the sport on the mic. And I think part of that is because you can see there's a genuine friendship there between them. And nowhere was that better demonstrated than at UFC 226. DC was going for that coveted double champ status against Stipe, and he got it in dramatic fashion with a first round knockout. On the call, Anik screamed UFC history, and of course, all of this was quickly forgotten when Viking warlord Brock Lesnar stormed the cage, and him and DC had their little thing that never became a thing. But afterwards, when the pictures from the card came out, an all-time brotastic shot appeared courtesy of Josh Hedges. It was just moments after the knockout as DC raised his hands in victory, looking over at his best bud, who just couldn't be happier for the champ champ. Get you a friend that will celebrate your victories like John Anik. What a guy. Number six, Holver's Hall of Fame announcement. So as I mentioned at the start, these are my personal favorite wholesome moments. And I remind you of that because there've been quite a few of these Hall of Fame announcement moments. When a fighter finds out that they're going to be inducted, and we get a UFC crowd shot of them, it's great, I love it, but what makes this moment with Jin's head and shoulders above the rest? Well, one, he wasn't there, he was streaming for the UFC at home, so we got to see his mic'd up reaction in the moment, which makes it a lot more up close and personal. Shut the f*** up. Oh, what? shut the f*** up. Oh! You- it busted me up because, and to look at my son, I shot back to a moment when there was a time my dad had beaten me really bad and I was just in tears. And I remember, you know, one day, man, when I have a son, I'm never going to treat him like this. I'm never going to, he'll never know what this is like. He'll never know what pain is like. He'll never know what it's like to be afraid of his father. You know, and I had that, I got to ask him, I said, man, I hope you're proud of your dad because I wasn't proud of mine. And I'm just, I'm so, I hope you're proud of your father. Come sit on my lap. You ain't too big. Come sit on my lap. You ain't too big. Oh, 
the other thing is that I'm a huge Jens Pulvermark. He's always been one of my favorites. His documentary really struck me. I got to hang out with him one time. I'm a huge fan, and I always felt that his legacy was overlooked. So to see him get into the Hall of Fame was a wholesome enough moment, but then to get to see just the genuine joy and also that disbelief from him on that stream, ah, man, it's the best. It's just the best. I love it. Number five, are you good in life? Nick Diaz holds a very special place in my MMA heart. Not only is he one of my all-time favorite fighters, he's one of the main reasons that I'm here talking to you today. If not for my impressions of Nick taking off on my YouTube channel, I most certainly wouldn't still be here all these years later. And so I have spent a lot of time learning about Nick and listening to his interviews, and I want the guy to have a good life. I worry about him. Which is why I was not looking forward to his comeback fight with Lawler after a six-year layoff. Many of you know that the Diaz brothers have a complicated relationship with fighting, and it's certainly not something Nick loves to do. My negative feelings about the fight were exacerbated by the interview he did with Brett Akamoto, which came out on Fight Week and made me feel like Nick was going in there because he felt like he had no choice. I don't know why I'm doing this. This should not happen. Is there any part of it that you're able to enjoy? I mean, clearly no, it's no. In- no. Nothing. Nothing. This whole thing is for, for everybody else. I'm, I really, To be honest with you, I really don't want to do this. Now, the fight itself, I'll admit, was a surprise in terms of the output and everything else, and I was relieved to see Diaz call it in the third round without serious injury. The wholesome moment here came after the fight, though, when Robbie checked up on Nick. Is there a better dude in MMA than Robbie? You gotta love seeing fighters taking care of each other and having concern about their opponents while being outside the cage. It was a rough night, but that ending took a lot of the sting off of watching it. Number four, Usman meets Debbie. One of the coolest things the UFC does is the thrill and the agony. It's the sort of NFL film style up close looks at fighters immediately after some of the biggest fights the sport has ever had. It does an amazing job of showing the devastation that comes from losing and the unbridled joy of victory. One of the best moments and certain Certainly the most wholesome the UFC ever caught backstage came after Kamaru Usman took the strap from Tyron Woodley. To refresh you a bit, T-Wood was starting to hit the welterweight goat convo around the sport, and he got completely dominated by Kamaru. A shattering loss if there ever was one, and a surprise too. So it would be understandable if Woodley's family was not in the mood to talk with the new champ. But of course, if you've been around the sport long enough, you know that Tyron's mother, Deborah is an absolute saint, and her loving embrace and encouraging words for Usman brought the new champ to tears, along with anybody who has ever seen the video, like Joe Rogan, who watched it with Usman on his podcast one time. Yeah, oh, and shit. even Tyron, the way Tyron handled it's crazy, right? It makes me cry. Gets me every time too, Joseph. Number three, TKZ's farewell. All right, so I will fully admit that I was very much in the, oh my God, the UFC are trying to kill this man camp when they announced that Korean Zombie was going to fight Max Holloway. I know it was the fight he wanted, but I would like to drink Yoohoo exclusively, but that doesn't mean it's good for me. And so I came into the fight with depressed expectations to say the least, even if the walkout was awesome and everything else. But then we got the fight and we got what came after it. I cannot think of a more fitting finish for a fighter like Zombie than swinging for the fences and finding himself KO'd, and I mean that in the sincerest way possible. It was absolutely poetic. His interview was bittersweet, talking about his failure to ever become a champion. The part that will just always stay in my heart, though, and I'm sure the hearts of many fans for years to come, was the crowd singing his famous walkout music to accompany him to the back, and TKZ in tears hugging his wife. I mean, it doesn't get much more heartfelt than that, and it was a moment 
from a fighter who was all heart. Number two, Maddox Maple. For as passionate as we get about fighting and all the nonsense and the rivalries and the drama, there are things so much bigger than MMA, even for the fighters themselves. And one of my all-time favorite moments that exemplifies that sentiment is Cody Garbrandt's friendship with a kid named Maddox Maple. When the two first met, Cody was fighting on the regional scene and Maddox was fighting for his life against leukemia. Good guy Cody offered up his fight purse to help the family, and from that day forward over the next six years, they fought together, culminating in Maddox going into remission and Cody becoming the UFC bantamweight champion after a god-tier performance against the best-ever Dominic Cruz. They shared the cage together afterwards, Cody put the belt on him. I mean, it's just the most wholesome thing you've ever seen or heard about, the way those two found strength in each other over the course of their journeys, and for it to have such a happy ending, you would have to have a heart of concrete not to get hit hard in the feels by this one. When I was writing this entry, I felt a sense of dread, though, as I decided it would be important for me to know how it is Maddox is doing today. And thank the MMA gods, the kid is alive and thriving. Somebody give Cody another title shot just for this, man, I don't care. Number one, the Tough One finale. I had the good fortune of watching the first Tough finale live when it aired, which you know for a time just about every MMA fan could say that, but as the years go on and there are more new fans beyond that era than ever, that's not something as many can say anymore. It was just the most perfect possible outcome all around. The fight itself between Forrest Griffin and Stefan Bonner, of course, legendary. Nothing but heart, blood, tears, and sweat. I mean, it was truly like something out of a movie. But the wholesome part is really the outcome. Because when that war was over, the only thing going through my head was, wow, one of these guys is going to be devastated that they didn't get the contract. The stakes were so high for Griffin and Bonner. So when they announced that both guys would be getting contracts, even though Forrest was the winner, it was just the best thing ever. Everybody was jacked. It's one of the best decisions Dana and the Fertitas ever made. One part that will always stick out to me is the joy on Bruce Buffer's face when it's announced that they both get contracts. That is pure happiness right there. I love it. Just feels good every time you watch it. What a storybook ending to that first season. No wonder it was the catalyst for the UFC's success. I'll tell you who the catalyst for my success is. The editor of this video, Max Randall. The guy is an artist and a scholar and a legend. Please follow him on his socials. I know he would appreciate it. Speaking of appreciation, thank you so much to our channel champions. Your support means everything. You guys are the best. If you want to be the best too, think about hitting the join button down there. Become a member yourself. Comes with all kinds of good stuff or liking and subscribing would be awesome as well. Let me know all these surprising moments that hit you in the feels down in the comments. Thanks so much for watching. Have a good one.